Good morning. You're listening to My Rapids Real Estate Show on AM 1320 WFHR, your weekly radio show focusing on real estate, the market, and everything related to housing in central Wisconsin. Welcome back. I'm Ben. And I'm Carrie Nikolai. And we are with Coldwell Banker Seward Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids. That is correct. Another great day in Wisconsin. I think we went from the 30 degrees all the way back up to the 80s. And hopefully this week we're going to be back down in the 30s. It's it's crazy how the uh, November is going. It really is. I know. I'm waiting for the snow so that way I can play with the snowblower. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. We just got the brand new snowblower, so winter is coming. Don't worry. Yeah. And we got the snow pants to go with. And then yeah, what's we did. The, we what did. is the best way to... To do this is you need to accessorize and you need to make sure that the the snowblower looks appropriate in the garage. Of course. And what is the best way to make sure your snowblower looks the best in the garage? By taking it to a ceramic coating specialist that does I, I was car shooting detailing? for like a home stager or a garage stager. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, we need to make sure it fits in the space and whether or not it works. I mean, we can repaint the walls and... Make sure it feels hugged and loved in the garage. Maybe not. So there are a couple of really big impression things when it comes to bringing a house onto the market. Right. Of course, the pictures are the first viewing that we have. Right. But the pictures, you know, you need to help out the photographer a little bit. So Carrie, who do we have on the show? Well, because I mentioned the little staging of the garage, we have Renee from advanced home staging i'm trying to look at the folder I did so far away <laughs> <laughs> so we have renee from advanced home staging and organization see there we go i just know her as renee renee came to visit us so renee welcome well thank you it's a pleasure to be here and i'm so excited to be on the podcast with you and share some ideas with your listeners well and it's one of those things we in listing presentations we kind of talk about home staging it's one of those things where you know, the seller always wants to know, well, do I leave all my furniture here in the house? Do we leave some of it? Do we leave none of it? What is the best thing to do as far as staging? Because we don't want it to make it look blah, but mm -hmm. we want it to make it look inviting and exciting to, hey, I want to buy that house because that is such a beautiful home. So there's always lots of tips and tricks on, on how to do that. Yep. And so I'm hoping you can give us some of those tips and what do you got for us? Well, you're right, Carrie. You really need to create that emotional attachment to a property that you see. Without that emotional connection, all that property is is a house. You have to connect with it emotionally for it to ever consider becoming your home. Mm -hmm. And to do that, you have to provide your buyers with a visual of how they would use that space. And if you can provide them with a good floor plan for your furniture, they then could see how their furniture could fit in the space, how they would have good flow from room to room. Uh, they would then know where the best wall is to put their sofa. They know the best way to uh, introduce their things into the space. So I think everybody has heard that home staging, you depersonalize and you declutter. Mm -hmm. And that absolutely is the first stages of staging. And also uh, another tip that people can do is anybody can do this. Provide a clean property. It doesn't take any money. It takes some effort, but you provide that good, clean template and it shows the buyers that you have taken care of that property. You have loved that property. You have maintained that property. And you have had great moments in that house mm -hmm. and created memories with your family members. And it creates that good feeling that we need to have. I, I remember I had one client who had gone through a home, absolutely loved it. And had seen that someone had put a fist through a hollow core door. Okay. And just by seeing that small damage Blemish. to the house, yes, she felt that there was anger in the space. 
And so you can see how something that simple really affected her emotions, and it kept her from buying the home, Mm -hmm. which was a shame because it was a good fit for her, and she would have really enjoyed it. But she wasn't getting that warm, cozy feeling. Okay. So let's kind of take some rooms a little bit age by, by age, because I know that we work with a lot of people with families. Yes. So we've got the baby's room. You bet. So how do we... What kind of toys do we want to keep in that baby room so that way, you know, it's still a baby room? Yes. But what, what kind of things do we really want to keep in there and what items do we really want to kind of pull out? The main items to keep in there worth are things that are relevant to having a baby. Okay. If the person in that home has children, you must think that the person that's considering buying this home is also going to have children. So go ahead and keep a couple of large toys that uh, other kids can see easily. Not a lot of little things that are dispersed around the space because that will distract them from what we really are trying to sell and market. And that is your home, not the things in it. So we have to be very careful that the things that are brought in are of the proper price point for the property and represent the type of living that will be done in that space. Mm -hmm. So it kind of paints the picture of how they can be in that space and enjoy it. Um, You definitely should have diapers in the space. You should have a crib. You can have all those items. Try to keep it to a bare minimum just to keep the distractions down. Okay. But you absolutely can showcase that you are a family and another family could live in here just as comfortably. Okay. So now the kind of the little bit of the tough one is that toddler age. So, I mean, we've got the little walkers. We've got, you know, maybe the princess tent that she likes to play in. How do we kind of stage those toddler rooms so that way it's not like, oh my gosh, we threw all the toys in the corner and maybe shoved some stuff underneath the bed. So how do we kind of determine the best things to keep in like a toddler room? Well, nice thing with toddlers is their attention changes very quickly. And parents have oftentimes noticed that if you remove a toy of theirs, set it aside for about six months and bring it back in, it seems like a whole new thing to them. Mm -hmm. So go ahead, edit those items. Perhaps put those in storage. Um, Second best option would be put in the basement or the garage. Those places are less important as far as viewing. Uh, So if you need a place just to edit those items and pare it down to a minimum, you certainly can have fun looking things out there and enjoy those. Mm -hmm. And people need to see that that space would be fun for their toddlers and safe. Um, You don't want anything out there that would be uh, detrimental to any child's health if somebody is coming through or their safety. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're going to kind of jump from the toddlers. We're going to go into that all important kind of preteen stage. So we got the gamer guy or the gamer girl, either which way we got the gamer. Yep. So we now have that and we're going to kind of pair it with a little bit. Again, I'm going to go with the whole entire princess feel to it because we put up the Christmas lights around the top. So that way we got the mood lighting in that teenager, that preteen room, how do we kind of make those spaces still letting the child feel like they can express themselves, but yet at the same time, maybe take down the big, beautiful tapestry that they now have in two rooms or suspended from the ceiling. So that way it does look like, okay, this could be an office or it could be something else, but still let that child express themselves. Yes. And the difficulty that most people find uh, when they're looking for a space is Trying to imagine it being something that it isn't already. Mm -hmm. So if you see a child's bedroom that has the gaming gear and has the Christmas lights around the ceiling and the large tapestry and beanbag chairs and, and soda cans on the nightstand, it's... It's a great idea when a family is selling a home for the family to sit down and determine Our goal here is to sell this home so we can move on to our next level. Okay. And I will tell you, one of the first things is living in a staged home 
is extremely difficult. You are trying to appeal to the masses and neutralize your property so others feel they could move in there and be comfortable. But then you still have to live there. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with mom and dad. Hey, I like to have my coffee cup here and I like my remote here and I need my um, Ben Gay right next to me here on the nightstand and I want my book here and I want this here and TV remotes. And um, it is not easy to live in a staged home in any way, shape or form. And that's why when I stage a property and my client is all in, they have done their absolute best to put their best foot forward and really edit their items down to uh, the things that are just necessary. And they've pre-packed all of the things that they really cherish. They can put that in a container and not worry that it's going to become damaged possibly during a showing or not going to, um, or it's going to be too well received. Somebody's going to say, oh, I love that chest. Mm -hmm. If you throw that chest in for free, I will buy the house. Mm -hmm. And now you have that chance of losing that item that is cherished to you. It may not have any monetary value. It may, but it's going to make that process even harder for you. Right. So anything that I find that is is a cherished belonging of yours, don't even let somebody see it. You have to move it anyway. Right. You're going to move. So why not start the prepacking process sooner? You can go ahead and save half of that packing for last minute then, relieving some of that stress off your shoulders and making it a little bit easier and a little more pleasant of a situation. Mm-hmm. And making it something that you can remember positively and and look forward to your new space and putting all your things in your new space. Well, you had already mentioned a little bit about, you know, mom's favorite place, you know, to have the coffee cup and stuff like that. So how do you approach, you know, those aging parents? So, you know, we've got the walkers around or we've got some some help in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. How do we stage around some of that stuff? Because obviously we can't move the those accessories because we still need those. So how do we stage around some of those aging parents' must-haves, but having a new family come in, looking at it without saying, oh, this is going to be a grandma and grandpa home, but I can still see myself living here, but just maybe not with the chair in the, sh- in the shower or something that you know an aging parent would need. And that's something that, again, is, is difficult. Um, it may give a perceived change to the property if somebody sees that in there because now it's telling you something about the homeowner Mm -hmm. and so okay they're they're wanting to move from their home they're elderly they need assistance so am I not going to be able to stay in the home when I'm elderly and need assistance and again the best way is it takes a lot of effort but if you can tuck those things away into a closet If you can uh, place them behind closed doors, uh, have someone take them down to the basement, uh, place them in a corner, Um, that's probably the best way to address that situation. Okay. Mm -hmm. So one of the great things that we've had you come into some of our homes and kind of talk with the homeowner. So maybe it's a listing that just hasn't caught enough traction. So Mm -hmm. what do you do when we call you up and say, you know, Renee, we need some help with this? with this home and what do you do with the homeowner? Cause it's usually a meeting with me, you and the homeowner to right. kind of talk about some options that they may have for their home, just to kind of help give it a little bit more traction. Right. And that's a great, great question and um, information seeker. So clients, I let them know that even if you have a million dollar home, and you just had an interior designer come in and design the whole space for you. And personally, you feel it's gorgeous. It's everything you've ever wanted. If you decided to stage that house tomorrow, we would need to remove items and change things. Mm -hmm. 
And people say, why would you want to do that? It was just decorated with an interior designer. It's beautiful. And the thing is, is when you live in your home and you have everything around you that you love and give you that warm embrace, we are no longer seeing the structure of the home. Staging is very different than decorating. And staging is designed to draw your attention to architectural features in the home and things that the home has to offer you. The layout, the walkability through the house, the flow, the cabinetry, the fireplace, the things that are going to stay once the person's items are removed. Now, you can't have... um, you know, million dollar items in a hundred thousand dollar home, it wouldn't represent the, the property, property correctly. Um, so it's very important that you have uh, fitting furnishings and decor that go with the style of the home. Okay. Because if somebody is drawn to that style of home that they've seen online and they want to look for bungalows or they want to see ranch homes, you can't walk in and see a completely different style on the inside. Can't see that Midwestern style when you're in central Wisconsin. Right. Because it's not really, maybe your style, but trying to sell it, we may need to change that up back to the Midwestern. Yeah. And the nice thing is when it's neutralized, you are providing a clean property, a clean canvas for somebody to come in and personalize it very easily. Mm -hmm. So many people say, well, I don't want to paint before I sell the house because people are just going to come back in and paint it all a different color. And that's not necessarily true. A lot of buyers like to live in a house for a little while after they've moved in to get the feel, get the vibe, determine how things are going to work the best for them, Mm -hmm. and then they choose to personalize it. And hey, they've got all the holes patched in the walls. They've got all the cracks taken care of. They have that perfectly clean canvas that they can easily just repaint, make it the color that they want, choose a few things to move back and forth. And it's a great way for somebody to move in. And you can be very proud of the property that you've presented. I always look at those as the low cost, but high impact. Absolutely. Paint is like the number one thing. It's a low cost, but it's going to have the high impact. You know, taking the daughter's or the granddaughter's bubblegum pink bedroom, (laughs) it may take a couple coats, may have to do a white primer, but then painting that like a nice neutral gray or a nice neutral different color so that way it's not wow pink in your face and the person's coming through and they've got two boys and now it's the whole entire the boys are looking at each other going you're getting that pink room I'm going over here in this one there's no there's none of that competition amongst the buyers of oh goody we got the hot pink house yes and then that is giving you a list of something you have to do Mm mm-hmm You no longer have the option of waiting and making your son's room a packer room or a badger's room or your daughter's room a pink ballerina room or something like that. You can always do that later. Now, staging a house doesn't mean everything has to be totally neutral. So the things that stay with the home, if you can keep those neutral, it makes it very easy. What colors are we looking for? We're looking for things that are in the tan and grays and browns. There are some beautiful materials out there now, absolutely beautiful flooring and wall coverings and things that mix the grays and the browns together, Okay, which makes it a very transitional uh, property, which makes it very easy for anyone to bring in grays or bring in browns. Mm-hmm. So grays were trending Now, in the last couple of years, so a lot of people have gone towards the grays. Uh, Grays had also been popular back in the 1990s, but colors are cyclical and they do go out. So when you can have that creation of of a combination of a couple of them, it gives your buyers options. Okay. 
So if you can keep the undertones at a, a neutral where just about any color looks good with it, mm-hmm. that's what you can do. And the nice thing is, is with staging, you have to still create that interest and that excitement and that falling in love with that house to make that a home. And so you bring in your color, you bring in your excitement, you bring in the beauty through all your soft goods, your furnishings and your decor and and your pillows and your throws and, and your dishes and and all of the things that make a house into a home. I oftentimes will sit with a, a furry fuzzy pillow and Feel how soft these new throws are. Oh my gosh. I grew up as a child. I had a, a wood, woolen army blanket for right? heaven's yep. sakes. And now you can't even not touch these things. So you think about that texture and you think about how good this feels. And it's that whole emotional connection that this home is providing me this beautiful, soft, lovely feel that I just can't get enough of. We started looking for area rugs for our, mm-hmm. our house. And that was one thing that we noticed is some of them, you know, depending upon what they were, they were super soft. Yes. It was just like, okay, I want to just like lay down on this rug and just curl up in the rug. Mm-hmm. I don't need a couch because I got the rug. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they're beautiful too. They're pretty. They were great. Yes. They're wonderful. And then I'm, you know, then the... The conscious part sticks in and goes, but I have a cat. The Mm. amount of cat hair that is going to be ground into this because she's going to love up on all this too may not be the best option, but oh my gosh, this is so nice. This would add so much more to the room. Yeah. But getting the realistic. And and that's the difference between living in the space and staging the space. Right. Mm -hmm. And that brings up a big... Staging question is, what do I do with my pet Yes, when my home is for sale? And that is a toughie because we love our pets. They're our family members. They are one of us. Mm-hmm. And to be without your pet or inconvenience your pet or stress your pet stresses you out. Right. And sometimes the pet does not exactly like the idea of moving. Because right. they're no longer, you know, they're happy in their little space. Right. I mean, I think of the fox when we moved her a year ago. So she loved her home. She's an indoor cat. She doesn't go outside. She doesn't do any of that. But then we moved her to a completely different home. They had different smells, different carpets, different everything. She was not a happy camper with us when we went to go get her when we bought the new house. Mm-hmm. And then we go get her. She's a very angry cat. We <laughs> drop her off in a new building and just kind of go... See you later. I got to go to work. Good luck with it. You know, we didn't see her for a week. I mean, I almost think it took an extra, well, it took her a week just to explore the basement. And then it took her another week to actually come up the stairs. And even after that, it was, what did you do to me? Mm -hmm. This is not home. Yes. This is not home, peeps. Yes. Nope. And she lived in the basement for almost a month because this was not home. Mm -hmm. And that's a big thing for pets. They like familiarity, they like routine, they like things remaining the same and knowing that they have that constant in their life. So it's very difficult on your pets. And I'm always so concerned that perhaps during a showing, if you do have your pet there, um, the pet would get out, the pet would feel threatened by somebody coming Mm -hmm. in, even though there's no threat. And... I usually will recommend to most people, if possible, during showings or even for an extended time, if you need to during that process, to keep your animals safe and to keep them as happy and as stress-free as possible. If you possibly have a neighbor or a family member or somewhere you can take your animal for an extended period of time. It's actually the easiest on them. Mm -hmm. Um, At that point, you can remove the items from the home that are related to a pet. Because oftentimes you could have a buyer come in. They could be allergic to cats. Yes. They could be allergic to dogs. Maybe they don't care for cats or dogs. And that would give them a negative about the property. Mm -hmm. And you really want to provide your buyer with every single positive 
idea you could about the property to keep them open-minded and see how they could live in that space. So to be able to give that opportunity to them to see how they could live in there and not see things around them that are not part of their life, it's a, it's a great way to keep your animals safe and help to keep their stress down, which keeps your stress down because your, your baby's in a safe place. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that kind of also goes with smells. Yes. And, and thankfully, we don't yet have the technology to do smell tours of the Scratch and the sniff home. pictures. Right? <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for it. that. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes, you know, pet odors. Yes. And whatnot. Well, um, and, and we find it in, in some vacant houses, too, if you're not living there, but you had a pet, and maybe it's the middle of summer and it's really humid. Um, mm-hmm. You might not recognize that your your pet situation had created that, you know, a wet dog smell, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term, or something. It just exaggerates more. Well, even if mom or dad were a smoker and they smoked right. for, you know, several years in the house, and now we've got, you know that smell so it's not always just a pet smell to it but it can be numerous of different odors environmental yep right yes absolutely so um kind of a question for you if we have a don't have those problems if we have a neutral house smell Mm -hmm. um do you recommend enhancing the smells candles uh the the misters you know what what can we do with that because i've i've been in some houses that were kind of a lot of thoughtfully good smells but there was just a lot of it that really atomized and mm-hmm. overpowered yeah yeah and as a stager i feel people need to enhance every sense that they have like feeling that that furry pillow and that soft throw and and seeing things that are beautiful and and touching things and smelling things and so um it's a very fine line to the amount of aroma you can have. Some people are very, very, very sensitive to any aroma at all. Mm -hmm. And I actually do not recommend any air fresheners, any candles, um, any of those items at all. To me, it feels like they come across that you're trying to cover something up and maybe you're not. Maybe you just think everybody would love to see your your cucumber and and lime candle, you know, or smell that. And maybe it's very taste specific. So again, mm-hmm. we have to remember we want to neutralize the property. Now, if you have the smell of, I know a lot of people will say, "Oh, my realtor says throwing a." Uh, sheet cookies. of cookies or make some bread or make some pot roast. Yeah, those are good smells. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't love those? Right. And just to make sure that it's not overpowering and people feel that you're trying to cover something up because of a lack of something else. You just want to make sure that, oh, yeah, I could see sitting here and eating a pot roast dinner. Oh, that smells so good. So, yes, you we do have to appeal to our senses, but have to be very careful that it's not commercialized and not artificial. I guess uh, a real smell would be something that everyone would enjoy. Just be careful with the amount of it. (laughs) So if we had a vacant home and Mm -hmm. we want to kind of showcase it, um, now you're a stager. So that means you bring stuff in. So does this mean you have warehouses upon warehouses of furniture just randomly stacked from floor to ceiling? Or do you bring in some fake furniture? Well, I have what is referred to as staging furniture, and I have what you call real furniture. Okay. Um, So I have a combination. And what that allows is staging furniture is comprised of a cardboard substrate, and it is a reinforced furniture that will support a 1,000 pounds. Okay. People can sit on it. I was just going to ask, so what happens when the little kid runs across the room and jumps on the couch? Yep. It still stays up? It still stays up. Now, if they're a 200-pound person running at the couch and diving on it, uh, well, it might get a little disheveled. (laughs) But uh, 
No, if you are just sitting on the structure, it is reinforced cardboard okay. and it is um, structurally sound and it has to be um, for liability reasons. I can't put something in properties that somebody could possibly get, get hurt, hurt with. On. Yes. Yeah. Um, so my larger items are comprised of the specialty staging furniture that has a custom made slip cover that goes over the top. And I have presented this to many, many, many people that did not know there was a cardboard base under there, and they had no clue. Mm -hmm. I did it to a whole group where I did a presentation. I removed the slipcover, and they were all in awe. They said, I thought that was a, a real sofa. Well, if you think about the word staging, what does staging mean? You're staging it to show people how this can work. How does your sofa fit in here? How does your king-size bed fit in here? Mm -hmm. I'm sure both you and Ben have had people that try to stand there and spread their arms apart and say, well, imagine me as a queen-size bed. This would be about a queen. Will I fit in here? Mm -hmm. right. You know? So if you can put a bed in the space... That is a representation, a true representation of the space that these will take up. This shows you how that queen size bed will fit in there. So whether you put in a twin bed or a king bed, it gives them something that they can make a reference to. You know, it's like that old picture that everybody has where they hold the fish way out in front of them when the picture is taken and that fish looks massive, right? Right. So in real estate, we don't want to disturb that, that thought that it's, a, it's not the right size, that you're not representing this properly. So if you can see in the space the amount of furniture that it actually is that you would have, it will answer your questions for you. Mm -hmm. And that's what you need to do is provide solutions for people so they can see how things will work in there. And the funniest thing is, is it's a proven fact that a room without furniture looks smaller than a room with furniture. Yeah. It's exactly opposite of what you would think. And I've had many clients say, oh my gosh, here's this tiny bedroom. I think we're going to have to stage it as an office because there's no way it could be a bedroom, even though legally... You can list it as a bedroom. Right. Um, I said, well, let's see. And I go ahead and place a bed in space. And I said, oh, my gosh, there's plenty of room to walk around. This is a queen-size bed. We can still get two nightstands in here. And I can easily walk around the space. I would have never guessed. We did that, a little bit of that experiment um, with my son's condo. Oh, sure. So another one came up for sale. He came over to say hi while I was at the open house. And he was looking at the living room. He's like, this is such a big living room. And I just kind of looked at him a little funny. And he goes, I really wish my living room was this size. I'm like, sweetheart, it's the same size. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, mine feels a little cluttered, a little bit closed in. I'm like, when I get done, I'll come over. We just rearranged the same furniture. Just rearranged it just a little bit differently. And he's like, oh, my gosh, look at how much room I have in here. It was the same size, honey. Yes, it is. It's just a matter of where you put that placement of all the furniture in here. He's like, wow, that's amazing. And how many of your clients have moved into their home? It's moving day. The van is there. The truck is there. The guys are there. They're all asking you, where do I put this? Where do I take this? Where do I go with this? Mm -hmm. If you had a stage layout before... You would know where the best wall is for the sofa. You know where the love seat should go. You know where the TV is best to be viewed from. But in your haste, you're, you're frantic and you're stressed and you say, oh, just put it against that wall. And the sofa sits there for 30 years. Mm -hmm. And you just never even think to change it. No. And I will go into clients' homes that I'm staging for them and they have absolutely great furniture and decor. And I maybe will rearrange things a little bit for them. And they'll say, I can't believe it. I don't even, this doesn't even look like the same house. Mm -hmm. You know, and you hear people say that on TV. They walk in and I can't even believe this is the same house. 
But if you've ever had that happen to you, it's unbelievable. It's like, I thought this was a tiny room. It's not. So what do we do like with the oversized furniture? So we're trying to sell, you know, our home, but we have the oversized furniture. What do we do with it? Is that something that you recommend to say, you know what, let's move this out and let's bring in a smaller piece so that way it kind of makes the room feel a little bit bigger? Or do you work with the oversized furniture? Uh, We can do both, uh, depending on what the seller is interested in in doing. I can work with what they have. Maybe we can break up that sectional and make it into smaller pieces. Okay. Maybe they say, no, we're fine. We're going to sell this prior to our moving anyway. Why don't we just sell it now? And you can just bring in a sofa for us, Renee. And so there's many options. And I want to work with the buyers and sellers in any way that they feel comfortable. You know, there's no all or nothing. Is it hard to like remove the family dining room table that has been in the generation for five years and just doesn't fit in the space? And you're like, can we remove this table and bring in something different? Maybe something with a little bit more raw, you know, something a little bit more modern. Yes. And just kind of go, we really need, I appreciate this table. And I know it's probably really hard to look at a seller and say, I appreciate your furniture. Mm-hmm. But if we really want to get this house sold, can we remove this? You know, how, how much of a, do you get a lot of pushback when you look, when you look at those sellers and go, we need to remove this family heirloom from the, from the house. They understand that they're moving. They're going to have to move it anyways. Mm-hmm. Is there a lot of pushback to we're moving great, great grandma's dining room table that generations have eaten on every single day and we're getting a strange table? Most people are quite open to it. Okay. Um, because I really do recommend anything that they truly love and cherish not be seen by others. Mm-hmm. And especially if it fits perfectly in the home and they love antiques as well and they could see their family enjoying it, it's a little tempting. To say, yep, I want to purchase a house and maybe I can get some of this furniture, which yes. may not be really able to be sold. Yes. And the thing is, it's only temporary. Mm-hmm. I remind them, if you put your best foot forward from day one, chances are, and especially today, right, you guys, houses do not stay on the market long. No. With the low inventory and With people needing to move and buying houses with the low mortgage rates, people are able to trade up to a higher level of home with the same mortgage. And houses are selling so quickly. So today, if you stage your home, because you say, why would I stage my home in a market where things are just flying off the market? It's like, it's going to sell right away. Why would I waste The the investment and money and and all of that on staging. Well, if you put that money into your staging and present the absolute best product you possibly can, the average staging budget is about one half of 1% of your list price. So to make that easy, if you have a $100,000 house, that's only $500. So up to about $3,000, up to that 3% if you maybe do some renovations or some freshening in your home as well. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes you will get a 1% to 5% return on that investment. So if you think of, okay, so say my house sells in 30 days, I've put in a $1,000 investment, but I get $5,000 from it? You are making $4,000 for yourself mm-hmm. in one month. Yep. That's hard to do in any other way. Now, is there different levels as far as your staging? So do you have like a basic, a basic program? We always think of, you know, the bronze, silver, and gold package. I mean, do you have mm-hmm. different packages? So that way, you know, maybe on those more budget-friendly homes that, you know what, we may not have a whole lot of money to put into it, but would benefit from your services. Absolutely. Do you have different packages? I absolutely do. 
And even though I have a package and it has a description of exactly what I provide for that, um, I am happy to custom tailor anything to your needs. So maybe you only need a sofa. Say your sofa just needed to go and you have no sofa in your living room, no place to sit. I can bring in just a sofa. Maybe you have very particular art on your walls that's a little too taste-specific and distracting. I can bring in very neutral art that will go well with your furnishings you already have. So we can work as occupied staging where you're still living in the home and you have some of your items there. And I can bring in just what is needed. Maybe there are some things you just don't have. Maybe it's like, I only have a card table and chairs for my dining room table. Could you bring in a dining room table? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I can. And it'll be something that'll work with the decor and work with the room. And um, it'll look very fitting. And so that's my job is to provide and showcase your home so others can truly enjoy it. I remember we had a listing here in the office a couple of years ago. It was over on Woodland um, Mm -hmm. Avenue. I'm not sure if you remember it, Mm -hmm. but it was one of those homes that sat on the market. Mm -hmm. We had the hardest time trying to get people into the home. Mm -hmm. It was very dated. I believe it had the pink kitchen. Mm -hmm. And we got a new agent came in and took over the listing and had you come in. And when we came back to tour that home, I remember going, okay, well, this is, I've been in this house. We were in it three months ago. But we walked in, we're like, wait a minute, this is not the same home. (laughs) It was like night and day from each other, just with the small little touches you did Mm -hmm. of doing that. Yes. I think it was, we just, I think you painted, Mm -hmm. you painted some of the rooms Mm -hmm. and just with the decor that you put up there really emphasized a lot of different features of the house. It had a wood burning fireplace, Mm -hmm. highlighted that just a little bit more. Yeah. Didn't bring in a whole lot of furniture. No. But it was just the small little touches that you did really made that house stand out more. And I think we got an accepted offer within a week of you redoing the home. And it was just, it was fabulous. It's just showing people what the house has to offer. I tell people, I kind of feel like a house whisperer in a way. But people say, oh, my gosh, you know, how do you know what to do when you walk in here? I said, well, it's very easy. The house tells me what it needs. So if I walk into a home that has a mid-century modern feel, I know exactly the pieces I need to bring in to highlight that and showcase that beauty. Um, If I have a very rustic home, I have very rustic decor that I can bring in that is very fitting and just melts right together and looks really well. Um, And maybe we have more of a traditional home and we bring those things in and it can transform very easily. I think everybody, um, oh, if you watch HDTV, they've done a great job of providing a lot of education for everybody Mm -hmm. to understand how this process actually works. Uh, And so that has been a great help to me. And it is very similar to that. Um, We do have some information on, do people feel like it represents what you actually have here in our area versus what they actually do on TV? Um, And each case is is unique. And Mm -hmm. I do as much as the seller is willing to do. Um, Like I said, it's so hard to live in a staged house that there are some things they will just say, no, I'm not willing to do that. And that is perfectly okay. Mm -hmm. Remember that this is your property. I'm only giving you the enhancement ideas that I feel would help you out the best. And I tell the story of how... My sister sold her home in Kansas, and she called me up and she said, Renee, you got to come and stage my house for me. She goes, because I want to sell for top dollar and I want to sell quickly. And I said, fantastic. I'll be happy to do that. So I go there and I do my consultation for her and we go down the list and 
I told her right away, I said, you know, you are not going to do everything on my list. And she goes, oh, yes, I am, Renee. I know everything you recommend is a good thing to do and will help me. I said, no, you will not do everything on my list. She goes, we'll see. So we go through the property and we go through the list and we got to the item. And she said, Renee, I am not doing that. I said, I told you. And I said, so I tell clients as well. I said, even my sister, who swore she would do everything, did not. And you may not either. And that's perfectly fine. And that puts everybody at ease and saying, okay, just because she recommended it. I don't have to do it. I don't have to do it. And you are totally in charge. It's your property. It's your home. But it's my job to give you all the ideas I have that can help you out the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you ever put the shoe on the other foot (laughs) where you get the person who bought the home and now they're starting to put their stuff in it and now we're trying to blend the very good eclectic person who just does not know how to decorate a home. Do well, you do? Well, that, let's hold on for just okay. a minute. We're, we're, we're definitely going to keep on the conversation. Okay. But Renee, how can people get a hold of you? I know we have your contact information. So, mm-hmm. you know, working with the agent side of things. Um, a lot, and a lot of times we'll come into a house and say, this would be perfect to have a stager give some extra help for it. But if people want to contact you directly, how can they do that? Um, well, you can reach me by phone, you can text, you can email. I do have a website, so it's advancedhomestaging.com. Uh, my email is renee.advancedhomestaging at gmail.com. And, and I'm available. So um, that's how you can get a hold of me. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, now back to the buyer comes in and they have a very eclectic um smorgasbord yeah. of stuff. <laughs> it's a very good smorgasbord. Well, I I've been living in our house for a while now, so yeah, you, you understand <laughs> my 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 issue. Your smorgasbord. <laughs> so, do you ever work with that buyer who just goes, "I have all this really cool stuff. How do I make it all connect?" Because we love our Star Wars. Mm-hmm. We love our Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. We'd love some, you know, black bears are cute. They're, they're wonderful, but they're all in the same room. So yes. you kind of look in one corner, you got some bears. You look in the other corner, you got the Star Wars going on. And then you just kind of go, yeah. Um, are you talking about your house, Carrie? Could be. Could be. <laughs> I've got a lot going on. It is literally a little bit. We got bears on one side of the kitchen and Star Wars on the other side. They're at a little bit of a war, but they're peaceful. They're peaceful bears and peaceful Star Wars. So... How do you get that so that way it all kind of blends together so that way, I mean, for me, it feels like home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's stuff that the children gave me. I feel, you know, it's hugged. It's lovable. But at the same time, you're kind of looking around and you're going, okay, I also got the motorcycle stuff now here mixed in with this. <laughs> I don't know how to separate all this out so that way each person gets well represented. Mm-hmm. They feel like they're coming into a home that welcomes them. Mm-hmm. But it's such a kleptic little group of things. Is there a way to blend stuff like that together. Well, remember when you're living in your home that you're supposed to be surrounded by the things you love and the things that were provided to you and you have accepted because you love them. And when someone walks into your home, you want them to say, oh, this is Carrie and Ben's home. That's what you want. And that's the true representation of you. And that's where my job as a decorator comes in and now I have to make it feel purposeful and feel like it will blend with each other. So sometimes we will choose, we'll sit down and we'll talk about it and determine, okay, does this have to remain in this space? Maybe we choose to move it to another space in the house where it can be surrounded by more Um, items that are a little bit more relatable to what that is. Or maybe we find a way to add to it, to blend it. Maybe we have the bear riding the motorcycle. (laughs) I've yet to find that. (laughs) And trust me, I look. (laughs) And with Star Wars, remember, it's the Ewoks riding the motorcycle. That is true. Or Chewbacca, you know. 
There you go. There you go. So that's a fun example of it. But you find ways that you can group them together and have them make sense. And there's nothing wrong with having an eclectic mix. I have a client who, um, it's a bit of a story. I worked with her for five years prior to her selling her home. And we worked very hard at, I provided the consult for her. We went step-by-step through the checklist that you will be provided with when you have a consult in written form. Um, We went through each item, and she determined again which ones she was willing to do and which ones we took advantage of. And we did remodeling projects. We replaced glass and windows that had lost their seal. Mm -hmm. We had updated bathrooms. We had removed popcorn ceilings. She understood the value of updating her space. And she had said to me, boy, I was so busy working and raising my family the last 30 years. I never realized that my home hadn't changed in 30 years. And I said, there's nothing wrong with that. Your priorities were right where they needed to be. Right. With your family and your job. And now your priority is shifting to the point where now you want that value out of your home that others can truly enjoy and will see the value in that and they will reward you for that. Mm -hmm. So after five years of providing the information she needed to know which projects would give her the best return on her investment and which would provide a nice base for a family to move in to personalize. She then sold it for exactly what she wanted for it, which she would not have gotten had she not done the updates. Right. Maintenance had been taken care of on everything, so that was in beautiful condition. But this was just updating the environment. Okay. And so she had done that. We then spent five years preparing for her building her new home. And she has a very eclectic collection of original art. Okay. Which varies immensely. And she loves every single piece that she has. And they all have meaning to her. And so it is my job to make them work together. So maybe we reframe them so they have the same frames to help them to still connect, but connect still be in the space, but yet still be the original art that she had. Um, so maybe we make an even more eclectic gallery wall. Maybe we put it all together that way. But you should absolutely be surrounded by the things that make your house a home. And it's my job to make it make sense. And that's what I do. Stay tuned and come back for hour two of My Rapids Real Estate Show, where we take a deep dive into central Wisconsin real estate market and more housing-related topics.